his adventures, there are two sowars in the distinctive yellow kurtas of Skinner's horse, better known to the world perhaps as the first Bengal lances. This glorious regiment was raised on the 23rd of February, 1803, and this year, therefore, celebrate their bicentenary. To them, in admiration, I dedicate the Sabre's Edge. And Israel smote him with the edge of the sword, and possessed his land from Arnon unto Jabok, even until the children of Ammon. For the border of the children of Ammon was strong. The fourth book of Moses called Numbers. The Bay of Bengal, 1823. The commander-in-chief can hardly persuade himself that if we place our frontier in even a tolerable state of defence, any very serious attempt will be made by the Burmans to pass it. But should he be mistaken in this opinion, he is inclined to hope that our military operations on the eastern frontier will be confined to their expulsion from our territories and to the re-establishment of those states along our line of frontier which have been overrun and conquered by the Burmese. Any military attempt beyond this, upon the internal dominions of the king of Ava, he is inclined to deprecate. As instead of armies, fortresses and cities, he is led to believe we should find nothing but jungle, pestilence and famine. The Adjutant General of the Presidency's Army to the Government of Bengal, the 24th of November, 1823. The year is 1824. The 6th Light Dragoons are still stationed in India, and the talk in the officers' mess is of war. The Burmese are increasingly challenging the company's dominion, and skirmishes are becoming common on India's borders. Meanwhile, across the country, in Rajputana, a princely succession has been usurped. The rightful claimant to the Raj, Balwant Singh, has been forced from the throne by the warmonger, Durjan Sal. A conflagration looks set to flare, taking the surrounding provinces with it. With the threat of war on two fronts, British troops must intervene. And now, the Sabre's Edge. Part 1 Jungle, Pestilence and Famine Chapter 1 The Wooden Walls The Rangoon River, Noon, 11th of May, 1824 Silence! The gun deck of His Majesty's ship Liffey at once fell still. The big fourth-rate had furled sail, dropped anchor, and beat to quarters, and her first lieutenant would have the gun crews silent to hear the captain's next order. Astern of Liffey were the sloops of war Larn, Slaney, and Sophie. Their guns likewise run out and trained ashore. And astern of these, with great pyramids of white sail still set, was the rest of the British flotilla. Close on a hundred men of war and transports, 
sailing slowly with the tide up the broad, brown Rangoon River. The stockades at the water's edge were silent too. Like the gun crews aboard the warships, the Burman soldiers crouched behind their wooden walls, but teak-built walls, not oak. With their spears and ancient muskets, they had no doubt that the white-faced barbarians would pay for their effrontery in sailing up the river without acknowledging the supreme authority of King Bargidor, Lord of the White and all other elephants. On Liffey's quarter-deck, Commodore Lawton Pito turned to Major General Sir Archibald Campbell, General Officer commanding the Burmese Expeditionary Force. Well, Sir Archibald? They have had their time, Pito. But the Commodore required a more emphatic order. Firing first...